You're listening to Sprott Money's Monthly Wrap-Up with Craig Hemke. Well, welcome back to the Sprott Money News, SprottMoney.com Monthly Wrap-Up. Gosh, where'd the month of January go? But here we are. It's January 31st, and it's time to wrap it up and look ahead to February. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. Joining us today is an old friend, Bob Thompson, yeah. who is a... Senior account executive, Bob, is that the right term for you? What sure, you senior, senior portfolio manager. Senior portfolio, I knew it was something good. <laughs> At uh, Raymond James uh, in Vancouver, he's an old friend of uh, Eric Sprott. That's how I've gotten to know him. Uh, but boy, he's wired into the mining sector and the mining industry. And so it's always good to check in with him every once in a while. So, uh, Bob, nice to have you on for the monthly wrap up. Yeah, great to see you, Craig. And we just had our Vancouver Resource Investment Conference over the last two days here in Vancouver. So everybody was in town. A lot of good information. Did they drink the whole town out of Irish whiskey and scotch? Yeah, it was a little, yeah, a little rough. It wasn't as yeah. bad as PDAC, but but yes, there, there, there was lots of uh, nice events happening. I would imagine they've got yeah. truckloads coming in to, to replenish things. Well, anyway, uh, I'm going to have you kind of let us know what you saw there. But before we get started again, just to remind everybody, that this content uh, and everything you get over the course of the month is made uh, to, made possible by Sprott Money. They should be uh, an online bullion dealer of choice for you every time you're in the market. Go to SprottMoney.com, check the deals tab. You'll find all kinds of great deals there all the time. Great deals on storing your metal too. And if you want to actually talk to a human being, you can do that. Give them a call at 888-861-0775. Bob, let's, let's start. Uh, with the Vancouver conference, what was the what was the tone and the sentiment like there? We you know we finished the year okay. The mining stocks actually outperformed the S and P. Gold and silver actually both up a little bit on the year. But what was sentiment like uh, at the conference? It's actually okay. You know, and it's interesting you ask that because I I am a big contrarian, right? I, I love it when conferences have nobody that shows up. Right. Because yeah. everybody's and, and, and when there's hundreds of thousands of people they're like, oh, God, we got to be a little <laughs> bit cautious. Now, now, this year, the, the attendance was was uh, about half of probably what it was in 2012, uh, but it was a lot better than last year. Right. So anyway, it, it was good. Sentiment was OK. Uh, I don't think it was extremely bullish or extremely bearish. But having having said that, you know, just in the last the financing window has opened up. Again, for um, to be a lot more financing starting to happen than than were happening before, and that that's a good sign. But I do love everything in moderation, Craig. Really, because remember we were talking back in September 2020, and we had this massive flood of of of, of um, kind of new issues or private placements in the sector. And I thought, oh, this is yeah, this is a bit of a contrary sign, right? I, you know, I remember I said at the time, I said it's not the start of a uh, of a secular bear market, but it definitely we're, we're in need for a big pause. So I like kind of things to be to be steady and they've, they've definitely picked up in the financing area. So that's a great thing. Spoken like a guy who's been around the block a few times, Bob. And, <laughs> sure. uh, and it, it's like another guy that's been around the block a few times is Eric. And uh, he always, his line has always been, you want to be the only guy in the room uh, at the party, right? That's correct. Yes. That, because you got to be there when it happens, because yeah. it happens in a relatively short period of time. And if you're not there, you're getting in in the last third of it. And, you know, we all, we all know that, uh, that that situation. The market, Craig, is programmed to have the most amount of money lost by the most amount of people. So in other words, most people lose money. And, and when you think of it mathematically, it has to work that way. Not everybody who can become wealthy, only a small percentage can, right? right? So you got to be doing something different than everybody else. And that's sitting in the room when nobody else is there. 
So yeah. uh, sentiment's big. Sentiment is big, not just in the in the stock market and the bond market, but but in the uh, in in precious metals for sure. And and you think, Bob, uh, you, you can a lot of people wait and wait and wait and they wait and then the train leaves the station and they're playing catch up and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you were there with Eric twenty years ago when he right. started his hedge fund. You've got to have the courage of your convictions to to get in there when everybody else hates it. That's right. And and let, let me just mention one thing here. And then I, I, I should talk about 2001, because I think we're very, very close to that right now. Now, you know, what's very important is you have to know whether you're in a primary bull market or a primary bear market. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I happen to agree, agree with David Brady. Right. You, you talk to frequently. He says we're, we're due for a pullback here. Right. We, we definitely do. It's going to be very, very healthy to have a pullback. But once that happens, it sets a new base. Then we're on to new highs. And and. Why should you have conviction to buy when it goes down? Because we're in a, a bull market here. In bull markets, you buy the dips. Very, very important, buy the dips in bull markets. In bear markets, you have to sell the rallies. That's what's really important. We happen Again, we happen to think we're back in 2001, the bear market for the general equity market, and people are buying these dips. Right. And, and that's that I think that's exactly the wrong thing to do in a bear market with with stocks because it just goes lower and then you buy that dip and then it goes lower. And by the time you're seven dips down, you don't have any money left. Right. So <laughs> we're in a precious metals bull market here, a commodity bull market Buy the dips. That's for sure. But wait for these wait for these pullbacks to happen. Now, you know, going back to, to, to 2001, you know, I don't think I'm that old, but. I feel really old a lot of times in this business because I've, I've been in the business 27 years now. I saw the whole tech bubble that happened. You know, everything that was happening in 2021 with the meme stocks and all this sort of stuff was exactly the same thing that was happening with the dot coms back in 20, um, or 2001. And guess what was getting shunned? Commodities at the time, precious metal stocks, because there's only a limited amount of capital in the market. It sloshes back and forth, right? And if it's chasing all these other things, it's not going to be going after the value. Uh, names in, in, in the precious metal space. So, so that's ending. But remember, bull markets, the stronger the bull, the harder it is to kill the bull, right? You got a strong bull, you got to put a lot of swords into it to go. So that's why bull markets and in, in these equity markets, it, they keep rallying back. They keep rallying because they, they keep wanting to come back. So it takes a lot to kill a bull market. And you remember back in 2011, 2012, it was two years of, of the end of a bull market for, for precious metals when we think of it at that time now. And it was hard to kill it, right? It kept coming back. It kept coming yeah. back. And, and that's what's happening with equity. So, but, you know, back in 2001, Eric, Eric recognized this and I, and I knew him at the time. And you know what he did? He, he didn't run a hedge fund before that. But at the end of 2000, I think it was August, September 2000, he said, I'm going to start up a hedge fund because I think precious metals are the place to be right now. And I think there's a massive, massive bubble in uh, in tech stocks and um you know the, the nasdaq collapsed in march of 2000 and then it rallied all the way back and hit a new hit it it's high again in september october of 2000 right that was it, trying to come back uh people were buying the dip and then it did it again and did it again um but obviously it ended 2002 down 75 percent over where it was two years before so so eric started up his hedge fund simple trade i mean i, I make it sound simple but he went long precious metal stocks he shorted tech stocks, and in the next two years, he was up two hundred percent in his in his hedge fund. That ain't too shabby. Not too shabby, and you get these vicious bear market rallies, kind of like what we've had here in January here with the general markets again, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, Eric had a policy, and I talked to him at the time. I said, you know, in, in sh when you short, do you cover your do you cover your shorts if you're you know if they're up fifteen percent or you're down or whatever the case is? And he said, nope. He said, I don't worry about that. 
I just know where the stock's going. I don't worry about the bear market rallies. I just, no, it takes a lot of guts to do that, right? But I think having said that, that's why I think we're back in 2001 again. You know, interest rates, uh, inflation, oil prices, you know, the Fed ready to pivot. They haven't yet, but in 2001, they reduced rates by 4%. Um, so we're, we're right at that area right now and, and history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. And I, I just, it just feels with the precious metals and you see this every day. I mean, today we were down 15, $17 on, on gold. And then it, and then it kind of, when the market opened it, it rallied back. So it, it feels like a beach ball that you're trying to keep underwater and you just can't keep it underwater because it keeps popping up. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what it feels right. Like right now with the precious metals. And, you know, I think that's a, it's a really good place. Hopefully we get a good correction here and it pulls back quite a bit. Um, then we can, we can uh, reload at some lower prices, but. Well, we, and we did have quite a rally to finish the year mm-hmm. and whether the metals were anticipating the macro changes that certainly seem to be coming this year or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, silver went from 1750 to 2450 in a couple of months and and gold went from 1625 to what a recent high about 1950 uh those are tremendous rallies again nothing goes straight up all the time so there's likely to be a pullback what bob do you see uh as we now move into february and beyond mm-hmm. what are those uh, macro factors that you think you know will reignite or push along this bull market in the metals Sure. You know, I was talking to Eric last uh, last week, actually, and we were talking stocks, we were talking markets, but he was wildly bullish about one thing. What do you think it would be? What would silver. Eric be? Silver. There we go. <laughs> you know, when, when yeah, I talked I... silver, I could see the smile. You know, we were on the phone. I could see the smile on his face. Wildly bullish on silver. And I, I, I think there, there's, there's a lot of reasons for that right now. If you're in a precious metals bull market, silver does better uh, than gold, generally speaking. But um, there, there is a big industrial component to silver too, as yep. we know, which, which is great. You know, gold, um, you, you kind of take it out of the ground over here and you put it in the ground over here in the vault, right? And that, that's fine. We're getting a lot of central yep. bank buying. A lot of people are, are buying that weren't buying before, but silver definitely um, has, industrial, has industrial uses. So from, from that perspective, from the perspective of it as a monetary metal from the gold silver ratio, um, from the from the deficit now, I mean, we've got people like the Silver Institute, which never said before that there's going to be a deficit, and suddenly there's there's big big deficits going forward here with the EV and all the other things. So silver being a byproduct, seventy percent of it, um, you know, just is a byproduct of copper production and, yep. and the other base metal production. So so as, as silver prices go up, it doesn't necessarily mean that supply is going to uh, come onto the market because it more depends upon copper supply. So, so, so and having, having said that about silver, you know, uh, Ross Beattie, one of, the, one of the, the big guys in this industry, obviously, uh, was speaking at the Vancouver conference yesterday. It was, it was quite interesting to hear him say this. He said, he said, never in my entire career, it's a long career, he said, have I seen all of the metals lined up the way they are right now for, for a wildly bullish market going forward. He said, the, and especially in the juniors. That was quite something from Ross Beattie, who's been in, he's seen lots and lots of cycles. Yeah. Said, never before, he said, all the metals lined up right now, whether it's copper uh, um, or precious metals, et cetera. So anyway, that was, that, that was fantastic. I, I think, again, we get a nice pullback here. Uh, you know, the, the Fed's going to have to be, um, you know, the Fed's going to have to be hawkish. They, 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 I think they're going to be. Because they, what happens is, you know, they might only raise... 25 beeps, who knows, right? But they'll talk hawkish. And, and I think they have to because this market has rallied big again, right? I mean, I really want 
you know, the, 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 the index that looks at, you know, how tight financial conditions are. I want that to be tight right now, right? But it isn't. It's looser than it was a year ago, which, you know, people just keep coming back in and, 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 and causing these, um, you know, these stocks to rally, the tech stocks, everything goes in a bubble. So that's okay. You know, if, 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 if they raise rates and they're a bit hawkish, it might set us back a few weeks again. But, but the, you know, the, 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 the tide has turned and I, I think we're, uh, we're, we're doing very well for fresh middle. So go back, think of what Eric did back in 2000, at the end of 2001. I mean, it's not going to be exactly the same with that, but I, I really do think we're going to get that uh, severe outperformance. And, and when it starts to outperform, again, the money just sloshes from one area to another. Yeah. You know, all these hedge funds just say, oh, you know, our, 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 our big tech positions aren't doing very well anymore. They're just giving back everything we did. What else is doing well here? And all they have to do is move a small amount of money into the space. Do you know, um, I think one half of 1% of generalist portfolios is exposed right. to precious metals right now, right? And, and as we know, that's been about 2% um, in, in history. In, 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 in wildly bull markets, it'll go to 3 or 4%, right? I mean, that's eight times what it is right now, right? So it takes a little bit in the sector and, it, and it's big, but you got to be there. Think about how much cash that is. Now that, you know, with the Fed's balance sheet being what it is, the amount of investable cash slosh around the planet, like you said, Bob. Um, in our remaining time, Bob, let's focus on your, you know, what you do for a living uh, as a portfolio manager. I know you're close to the resource sector, obviously, um, being based in Vancouver. You know, you, a, a lot of folks came out of 2022 frustrated because, you know, at one point, well, Newmont fell 50%, you mm -hmm. know, from 84 to 42, and uh, the GDX uh, fell dramatically as well. But at the end of the day, when it was all said and done, the GDX was down 10% on the year and the S&P was down 20. Now, mm -hmm. again, I mean, hey, how do you want to, you want to die by 20% or you want to yeah, die yeah. by 10%? You know, you're yeah. still dying. But not, nevertheless, um, that year-end rally did kind of make it look a little bit better. And obviously the shares have performed pretty well here uh, in January. Um, if you could just kind of give us your thoughts on the sector as a whole, and then also, you know, you're famous for your, uh, your mining clock. Sure. Have you moved that clock recently? Right. Where are we uh, on that little proprietary model of yours? Sure. And, and yeah, just to go back what we do, I mean, I'm a, I'm a portfolio manager. I can invest in any sector anywhere. Right. And I think that, I think that's important because it gives you this big picture. Yeah. Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. And, but we focus a lot on the mining sector. We deal with high net worth and ultra high net worth mining executives. So very cyclical industry. We capture these returns. We can diversify, protect their assets. That, that's what we do. So you got to kind of know about every market when you're, when you're doing that. And, and just to go back to what you said about 2022, I mean, you, you, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm getting tired of talking about 100-year events happening every one or two years. Right. And that's what's happening, whether it's 2008, whether it's COVID yeah. and the market dropped 37 percent in six weeks or whether it was 2022, which was the worst year in 127 years for a balanced portfolio, a normal balanced portfolio. No precious metals, just stocks and bonds. Bonds were down 15. Stocks were down 20. I mean, that was worse than 08. So worse than 127 years. So, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of people in this industry, in the precious metals industry, were downtrodden thinking, oh, this is, things are terrible. It was a great year, 2022. Gold was flat, silver was flat approximately. Now, why were the miners, why did the miners do well? And, and let's talk about that for a second. Because when you had an inflationary environment like we had in, in 2022, and the Fed raised interest rates, the fastest that they've ever raised interest rates in 100 years, there's another 100 year event. Um, 
what happened is, you know, the big stocks out there whose cost, uh, precious metal stocks, whose cost of production might have been $1,000 an ounce, it rose to $1,300 an ounce, yeah. right? So if, if your underlying metal is flat, but your costs went up a lot, your profits got squeezed, the stock's going to go down. It, act, it actually makes sense when you think of it from that perspective, right? So sure, um, the gold stocks, uh, GDX ended the year you know, down, down 10. It was down a lot more at, at, at some point, but it makes sense that it was down. That was the first phase. The second phase is now that hopefully inflation's under control uh, or, or things have stabilized in that area, now, if gold goes up in price, you're going to start to see the profit margins expand pretty rapidly. And then that's when you get the gold stocks outperforming pretty substantially. Now, the juniors, which a lot of people here um, listen or invest in the juniors, sure, the juniors were destroyed. They were decimated last year, yeah. not because they were precious metals juniors, but because they were juniors, right? I mean, it was a risk off for everything. Right. I mean, the TSX Venture Exchange, the Canadian Venture Exchange was down over 40 percent last year. Right. It was one of the worst years in, in history. So when a market's down 40, there's a lot of stocks that are down 70 and there's a few that are only down 20. Right. So yeah. so, so that was kind of, kind of that situation. But the, they'll, they'll pop back. So hopefully that explains to the viewers kind of a little bit about, you know, why why the gold stocks did worse than uh, than, than, than gold going forward. But again, um, the, the, the market's tending to look through that. The stocks are, are, are starting to do pretty well. The silver stocks have, haven't really responded yet. And that's, I think, the market telling you that they're not really sure about the silver rally yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's okay. Let, let's, let's pull it back, uh, you know, 5 10% on the silver price. And I think that'll set us up for a great rally going, going forward here. And so, again, heading through this year, feeling generally optimistic about uh, the macro environment being conducive and supportive of prices of metals and shares. Absolutely. And, and what you said on the mining clock then, yeah, you are going to move up the mining clock a little bit. We haven't moved it in, in, in a while, but um, the, the mining clock to, to some degree is, is, is like a credit clock, right? It's the amount of money that comes into the sector makes things mm -hmm. happen, right? Nothing's mm -hmm. going to happen if, if no money is coming into the sector. I mentioned the financing windows opened up in the last few weeks. We're starting to do more and more. Um, the market's starting to do more and more financings. That's going to cause more discoveries. That's going to cause the, the the clock to move ahead. So we'll probably move it ahead a little bit um, going forward here. But I but I do think it's very important. We're in a primary bull market. You buy the dips in a in a in a, in a bull market, and you hope for the dips. You hope for the dips so you can right. buy more. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Bob, if, if uh, Canadian listeners want to reach out to you, how do they get in touch with you? Sure. We, we, we do a, a monthly publication called The Gold Digger that's, that's uh, uh, you know, targeted towards mining executives, but it but talks about the industry in, in, in general. And uh, you, can, uh, you can certainly uh, email Thompson Investments, uh, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N investments at RaymondJames.ca. And we'll, we'll send out that gold digger to you. But um, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's lots of valuable information for people in there on the cyclicality and the secular nature. And I, I don't know, people follow some of the interviews I give. I just, I've said that repeatedly all this month. I mean, this is going to be a year where yes. you need as many independent and objective sources of information as you can find. Right. Because right. if you're just listening to the mainstream stuff, you know, the business network or the CNBC, something like that, they're going to wrong foot you every time Most in an environment time. like this. Most so if, if Bob's willing to share that with you, be sure to, again, Thompson Investments at RaymondJames.ca, correct? 
That's correct. Yeah. And, you know, make sure you own uh, physical too. I mean, I got a lot of stocks, but I got a lot of physical and I do, you know, I do hold my physical with Sprout Money. Hey, here you go. My, every few months. <laughs> my final segue right there. Again, remember Sprout Money sponsors this mm -hmm. content. Go to SproutMoney.com or give them a call at 888-861-0775. Or at least if anything, give them a like or a subscribe on whichever channel you've been uh, listening to this podcast. That helps them cast a wider net, get the message out to more and more people. And that helps everybody. Bob, thank you for helping everybody. It's always fun to talk to you. It's always very insightful. And uh, I look forward to visiting with you again in a few months. Great, Craig. We'll do it again. Okay. Sounds good to me, my friend. And from all of us here at Sprout Money News and SproutMoney.com, thanks for watching. We'll have a whole bunch more great content for you in February.